Alrighty, hello everyone and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello everybody. And today is Literature Wednesday. If you're new to the show, it is what it sounds like. We take our Wednesdays and we read through a piece of literature. Um, And the plan is to get through a book a month or a piece of literature a month. Um, We leave that rather open-ended because there happens, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So depending on the schedule, but over the last three months, we've been on schedule, which is tremendous. And it's worked out rather well because partway through our uh, chunks, partway through us going through the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, we released a brand new feature on our website called Series. So you can go to trdshow.net slash series dash library, or just go to trdshow.net and click Series up there in the in the nav bar. Um, you can watch all of our episodes grouped together in Series. Now, why would you want to go do that? Well, let's say, for example, oh, I don't know, you know that every week for the next four weeks, we're going to be covering the same book and building on previous weeks. Well, it might do you some good to check out the series and get caught up. Watch some of the previous episodes so that uh, you're on track with what's happening and you uh, aren't falling behind in our book study. I don't know. It's just a random for instance. So this month we are going through... Even so, if you want to know all the things that we've, all the topics that have gone on for a while that we've covered, because I know we're <laughs> we're working on putting together our Ten Commandments series, um, yes. so that's still in the operations. But then we also have other series on other books. So then you don't have to go through back through all of our episodes to try and <clears throat> find those. They're all there, right there in one place. Yep, yep. Hopefully, as easy as it can be. Um, so this month we are going through Prince Caspian and, uh, oh yeah, there it is turned this way. And hopefully you've been reading along with us. We should mention that we've sorted it out. We've done the math and all you have to do over the next couple of weeks for the rest of this month is read three chapters a week, three chapters to stay caught up with us. And that's what we're going to be doing today is chatting about the next three chapters. So that's chapters five, six, and seven. And just giving some of our thoughts, some of the things we found really interesting, some of the things we enjoyed, maybe some theological slash political takeaways, and just have some fun with this book. Um, And uh, just kind of build on what we were chatting about last week. So um, before we get into all that, though, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week and Wednesday as always, means that Jacob does that. So I'm going to pass it over to him. Yeah, and our verse this week is found in Psalm 16, verse 11. And it says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And much like Bruce, I want to cover on this first little point. We did, on Monday, Bruce went through a whole theological wrap-up talking about the last last two little bits talking about joy and pleasures um, found in God. But I do want to cover this first little bit, which I know Bruce also did on our verse of the week on Monday. But 
I want to bring up just the verse preceding that, that uh, verse 16, sorry, uh, sorry, verse 11, uh, which would be verse 10. And that verse says, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine, wilt thou, sorry, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. And then preceding that would be verse 11, talking about, you make known to me the path of life. I want to bring up through this, the fact of the binary choice of life. We, we talk about so much that life has gray areas, and there might be some times where life does have gray areas, but life, for the majority, is two choices. And really, there is only two choices in life. And that is what we find from these two verses, the fact of your soul being in hell, or... God making known to you the path of life. Two choices. You will either be dead in hell or live um, live in heaven, right? That Those are the two choices. Um, and oh, really, wait, Mr. Sunshine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it would be understandably, I, I think it would be easier to understand this when, when my life is this simple. Right, it, it it really isn't as simple as I might as I am kind of setting it up, but it is simpler than the people who don't believe in God want to set it up to be. They yep. want to make it that everything is random. Life is simpler than that. It is a bit complicated, but Christ still says that follow me for my yoke is easy. Hmm. Following Christ makes life easy. <clears throat> simple maybe Amen. not but it's easy um so with that i i think we shall continue on but hopefully there was interesting enough um to warrant a um <clears throat> not a clip off of this video <laughs> yeah no that was great thank you jacob and um hopefully you all uh enjoy some of these things some of these insights you gained some things we hope that uh we always hope that our show is offering an informative resource. We always try to be an informative biblical resource. So if you found this interesting, let us know. Share it with some friends. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on some of the things we've been talking about and, and what your take is on um, the content we share. So um, so. These three, these three chapters, I'll read them off. Uh, the first one is Caspian's Adventure in the Mountains. That's chapter five. Chapter six is the people that lived in hiding. And then chapter seven is Old Narnia in danger. And this was kind of what we, <clears throat> this last bit is what we talked about a lot last week was, <clears throat> excuse me, was this, uh, the difference between Old Narnia and New Narnia. Um, and that was... That was very interesting because a large part of this too is comparing and contrasting our world today, right? We've got modernity and we've got pre-modernity <laughs> in a lot of ways just because of the, the fundamental changes that modernity has brought to our world today in our thinking, in our technology, in our agriculture, 
in education, in music, in the way we look at history, in the way we look at science, in the way that we look at everything, even theology, all of it has been affected by, by modernity, the cancer of modernity. Now, it's brought some goodness, right? Look at our technology. Look what, look what we're able to do right now. You're probably listening to us on an iPhone or, you know, an inferior phone. <laughs> it's the other kind of iPhone, inferior phone. Uh, some people call them Android. So I'm not, I'm not snotty or anything. <clears throat> I just work with technology all day, so I'm allowed to have an opinion, I think. Come on, cut me some slack. Um, <clears throat> so that's cool. That's one of the cool things that came out of modernity was our technology. But at the same time, every, like so much of everything else has been affected negatively. And so you've got new our new world that we live in and the old world that we can learn from, look at and examine and study and say, what did they get right? Um, so that's a big part of what, what we're talking about and discussing. Anyways, that doesn't directly apply to what we're talking about here. But the, the, fr the first chapter we're going to talk about, this was chapter five, Caspian's Adventure in the Mountains. Um, this was extremely uh, adventurous and, and enlightening in terms of the history that was portrayed. Now, just prior to this was a massive history dump, right? <clears throat> um, this is just before the, or this is just before this, the Caspian's tutor was saying, Hey, this is, you know, these are all the things that happened. This is all the glorious history that you've not been told your whole life. These are all the lies you've been told your whole life. Um, and someone who lived through it, which we were commenting on the generational uh, changes last week, right? But even in just a generation, everything that changed is just insane. So for previous generations to then share with newer generations, the, um, the truth of what it was actually like to live during their day uh, is, is incredible. So, and mm -hmm. that's something we shouldn't take for granted, right? Um, yeah. Having conversations with your grandparents, right? Being able to discuss things with those kinds of generations, older generations. Go ahead, Jake. Um, this is very, very interesting. Uh, this this Corne Cornelius is who you're referring referring to the the tutor, um, but him telling him, I'm assuming you're you're getting into the very beginning here, talking about they, that they would have many many more conversations and the fact of the the victor chooses the history, um, and that when when these usurpers won when the telemarines came in and they took over, they decided the history and they didn't want any of this told. They didn't want any, and it actually talked about, I think, I do believe in chapter four, saying that the reason King Miraz did not want to talk about anything about old Narnia was because it directly, directly related to Aslan. You couldn't talk about old Narnia without bringing up mm. Aslan. And Aslan yeah. was resembled something that he hated. Um, so, also, the another part of that, the fact that, as Christians, 
our history always goes back to Christ. Us, as a people, as Christians, always goes back to Christ. Um, and, you know, the the gaslighting and the, the changing of history wants to keep that out. They don't, they don't like that. Um, so I did, I did want to mention that, but yeah, yeah, that's, it's a really good point. Um, and just the fact that it was so saturated with, um, we can look back in our history, uh, the history of our world and the fact that it's so saturated so rich with the love of God and Christian culture and all of those things, the impact that had that we have to rewrite it. Now we have to change the way that we categorize time from AD Adonai, uh, Adio, uh, Adonai, my goodness. I'm completely just Domini. whatever. Thank you. Um, Dom- Domini. Yeah. It's late and I'm very tired (laughs) Uh, from that and before Christ. And now we're, you know, some people are saying before common era and after or uh, common era and before common era. Okay. Well, what makes it the common era? All they've done is change the name. They can't change the date. They can't change the, because it's so embedded that will forever be embedded in the way that we categorize time, time itself. Right. Like, it's just, so, the the efforts of secularists and atheists, and as we'll see in these chapters, people like them, who maybe not directly think that, but have the same warped worldview that causes that um, way of thinking, uh, the efforts of them to suppress everything that's good and true and beautiful is... It's astounding and, re- and really sad. So we'll move on to the, um, the next chapter, which is um, after, after Caspian's met up with Nickabrick and uh, Badger and, um, and the, the other dwarf. And he's, you know, because he was on the run and, and all these things, you've read the chapter, so you know we're being intentionally vague. Um, but some interesting things happen in chapter six that that I think relate directly to us today. There is this seemingly this this underground network of people, creatures of all sorts, who are tired of just living in the shadows, right? Are tired of having to hide, are tired of living in this new Narnia, the way things are now, and they want to get back to the way Mm. things are supposed to be. Right. And that's where we are today. Um, We let it go. We were complacent as Christians for so long that the secularists took over everything and they run America today. Right. It's no longer a Christian culture, even though it used to be. And we're not quite at that point yet. We're not at this point where they, we are in this, in the book woke up. Yeah. Right. We haven't woken up yet. We're still in our drunken stupor. And apparently it has to get ridiculously bad to the point at which we're being pulled off to death camps, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't know how bad it has to get, but apparently you being confined in your house, having to wear face diapers, being injected by experimental chemicals. Yeah. That's not enough. So I, I don't know what will be, 
but it's it's got to get bad, right? It had to get really bad for them in in this book, right? And then they're ready for a leader to step in, right? Someone to say, "Let's go. Let's get let's get back to work," right? Now, I think that can be scary looking at that today, right? Because so many people were like, oh, that's that's Trump, right? Like today that's, well, no, he sold out. He's He had no backbone. Going into it, his foundation was made of sand. And so he had nothing to stand on. So when things got yeah. tough, the going gets tough, he didn't get going. <laughs> when, the waves, when the wave crashed, it turned into quicksand and he's fallen. Yeah, yeah, he fell down flat in his face and he's now just rolling on the dirt. <laughs> like, yeah. So we've got other people who are standing up. <clears throat> Their name rhymes with Antez, uh, 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 Santez. <laughs> um, that there's, but we still shouldn't look for that one, like one leader right. to rule them all. Right. But I think that this was representative of, um, if you'll remember, let me just I'm trying to find the one. This really good quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, Truffle Hunter says, you dwarves are as forgetful and changeable as the humans themselves. I'm a beast, I am, and a badger, what's, what's more. We don't change. We hold on. I say great good will come of it. This is the true king of Narnia we've got here, a true king coming back to true Narnia. And we beasts remember, even if dwarves forget, that Narnia was never right, except when a son of Adam was king. Mm. And it's that principle right? It's the world being set right the way that it should be. Things back the, the way that they were biblically intended to be. Families taking responsibility for their own children and training their own children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, right? Instead of giving them off to a school system or, or the civil government. Churches we, taking care of the poor, taking care of their people. Go, go ahead, Jake. Sorry. We see, um, and I wanted to bring this up earlier, but we see why they're in hiding, right? We see the reason for their hiding, and we, we even saw that, and I mentioned this in um, Horse and His Boy, that these creatures were, ever since the White Witch was befelled, they all went to sleep. They all had good times, and they <clears throat> forgot. Um, but yep. to add to your current point, um, Truffle Hunter believes in the old Narnia. Not because it was old, but because it was led by Aslan. It was put, it was set up by Aslan. Aslan instituted those high kings, instituted the sons and daughters of Adam, instituted those, um, those people to rule. Um, sorry, daughter, daughters of Eve. That was my, my mistake. But um, yeah, and I will talk about that more later on. But go ahead, Bruce. Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. And so um, that's really all I had to say about that chapter. I think that that's there's some really interesting concepts to to pull out there. Um, well, actually, one final one final thing is and we talked about this a lot on monday on the monday episode um the importance of joy right and this was this was interesting because the the people of narnia and we've seen this all throughout 
the books, right? We're on book four, but we've seen this in all the others. They live very differently. They are um, joyful. They're excited. They have a love for life, the things around them. They, they know how to do it well, right? And that there's this, this one scene where the fawns are coming through the forest and there's this sound of, of feet uh, making lots of noise on the ground and music and all of these things. And they come break through the trees and they're dancing and joyful and singing and laughter and music and all of these things. And everyone who was there before the fawns came got caught up, swept up in, in the energy that they brought. And they started dancing with them and singing and playing music and all these things, right? And it was just an incredible time. Um, and I think I'm trying to, I just lost my place, <laughs> but I think, um, there's a quote I can find it. Um, oh, let me see here. Into dozens of his, uh, oh yeah. When Caspian awoke next morning, he could hardly believe that it, that it had all, uh, not all been a dream, but the grass was covered with little cloven hoof marks. Um, and and that that's it's just the 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 imprint of joy is one of these you wake up and you're like did that really happen what so even in the midst of of all of that they were still living differently right they were in hiding fearful for their lives but still understood it was just it was a part of their nature right which was what i was trying to get out on monday with my wrap up was joy is just it should just be part of our nature. It's not something we have to be like, oh, let me consciously be joy, joy joyful, right? Um, so, anyways, there's more that could be said there, but that was interesting. All right, last chapter, chapter seven. Um, Jake, you want to kick it off? You have anything or? Um. So what I want to talk about comes later and near to the end of the chapter. Is there anything okay. you have before the end? Well, <clears throat> I can kind of just get us caught up to there, up to speed. <clears throat> all of the all of the animals through this vast network have heard now about Caspian, that there's a, an old king from old Narnia who's just a you know he's just a little boy. Well, what's also fascinating is is him him growing up into this role. We talked about that last week, right? not having low expectations and when you don't people will rise to the higher expectations right mm -hmm. so he's growing up growing up into this wiser king um because that's what's expected of him that's who he has to be and so through that everyone is flocking together and there's this uprising there's this group of people group of creatures hundreds of creatures maybe thousands who are then off to war, right? And there's this moment where everything kind of becomes real. Where, yes, Caspian's been wearing chainmail and armor and has weaponry and has all these things, but that's just the thing to do, right? You just, that's what you wear. And then there's a moment where one of the centaurs, <laughs> they're the warriors, if you will, warrior creatures, and that's kind of how they're portrayed in, in all the books um, as well. And, and uh, uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as well. When they, when they were brought back to life, 
when Aslan brought them back to life, they were immediately like, all right, what can we do? Let's get to work. Let's be, let's go to war. You know, like, and here when they are brought out of the drunken stupor, if you will, they're woken up, they're joined with Caspian. They're like, all right, let's go to war. Let's go. Where's our first target? You know? (laughs) And, um, and, and it kind of takes Caspian by surprise. And he's like, wait, what, what, what do you mean? Like go to war? No, like you're wearing chain mail and armor. What did you think you were going to do? And he's like, Oh, oh yeah, it's true. (laughs) And so, and so then everything kind of changes. Right. Um, And it's interesting. And and that's one of the things, you know, today we, we talk all the time on this show about how we as Christians historically and today are not warmongers, right? We're not people who are like, Oh, they wronged us. Civil government wronged us. Let's let's go to war physically. Right? That's not where we jump. We don't jump to that. And true Christians throughout history haven't done that. Yet the founding fathers certainly didn't. They took every other... When, they, when everything else failed as a last recourse, they had no choice but to go to war. They right? listed out in the Declaration yeah. for Independence all of the reasons, all of the things yep. that they brought to the king to say, hey, we're, we want to do this. Uh, how do we fix this? This needs to be get fixed. They yeah. did all that they could to try and fix it. And yep. the Declaration was the last thing to the say, this yeah. is it. Yeah. And so we today are in a spiritual war. And the way we do battle today is we live differently. We don't live like the world. We don't act like the world. We don't think like the world. We don't spend our free time like the world. We live completely different lives because we live according to the Bible. Now, it seems weird today, but it didn't seem weird 100, 200 years ago, right? Because culture was so Christianized. Um, And so now we are having to say, wow, we're at war, <laughs> right? We Today, here in America, Christians, we are at war, just not in the way that people ordinary think, ordinarily think we are, because our warfare has the power to destroy strongholds, the spiritual warfare that we're waging, right? So anyways, I thought that that was really interesting. Okay, we got four minutes. So Jake, I'll pass it to you. You had a really cool point you wanted to bring up before we ended. I wanted to start out um, giving a quote. So they are talking about um, whether or not to use, I think it's whether or not to use the horn. I, I, I'm bringing this quote in just to set up the character of this, who I'm, who I'm referring to, uh, Trumpkin, the Red Dwarf. Um, Prince uh, here starts out, and, and what do you think, Trumpkin? asked Caspian. Oh, as for me, said the Red Dwarf, who who had been listening with complete indifference, your majesty knows, I think, the horn and and that bit of broken stone over there, and your great King Peter, and your lion Aslan are all eggs in moonshine. It's all one to me when your majesty blows the horn. All I insist on is that the army is told nothing about it. There's no good raising hopes of magical help, which are sure to be disappointed. And so that's the character of Trumpkin. Trumpkin does not believe in the stone table. He doesn't believe in Aslan. He doesn't believe in the great kings, High King Peter. 
Um, he doesn't believe in all that. However, let me set up something good about this character. Um, they're talking about the situations to, once they blow the horn, where will they go? Where do they know to find these people that are supposed to come to them? Um, that are supposed to, um, help them. So how do they find them, these people? So they're arguing, oh, who's going to be, who's going to be sent? Oh, we have no, no idea. Um, and so here starts the quote. Thimbles and thunderstorms, cried Trumpkin in a rage. That is, is that how you speak to the high king? Sorry, is that how you speak to the king? Send me, sire, I'll go. But I thought you didn't believe in the horn, Trumpkin, said Caspian. No more I do, your majesty, but what's that got to do with it? I might as well die on a wild goose chase as die here. You are my king. I know the difference between giving, giving advice and taking orders. Uh, you have, you've had my advice, and now it's time for orders. <laughs> so he believes in standards. He believes in this yeah. honor. He honors Caspian as king, and he follows orders. So he has good traits, even though he may not believe in Aslan or believe in the magics. And this is what I want to set up. Trumpkin is what we see as, as the Republican Party today. <laughs> we have Truffle Hunter, the Badger, as Bruce brought up before, believes in old Narnia because of Aslan, because of um, who, who Aslan was. He believed in something more than just old Narnia, but, but he believed in old Narnia because of what set it up. Yeah, Trumpkin. not just the cultural symptoms of that belief. Right, exactly. And then you have Nickabrick, the other dwarf, who was completely against, not, not, he was still on the side, in a sense, but really he is not good. Um, I don't want to spoil anything for later parts of the book, but he's not good. Let's he's just say good. that. So we have two spectrums. We have... Truffle Hunter, the Badger, who believes in Old Narnia because of Aslan. We have Nickabrick, who doesn't believe and hates. Then you have Truffle Hunter. Sorry, then you have Trumpkin. Trumpkin <laughs> follows King Caspian. Trumpkin, in a sense, believes in Old Narnia, believes that there needs to be a bring back of dwarves and talking animals. He believes in that, but he doesn't understand why. This is the Republican Party. They believe in a grand old party, the GOP. They believe in this, Family values this and old, race. right. Right. They believe in chronological snobbery. <laughs> they believe that this the old things were good for no apparent reason That's other than old. the fact that they were old. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Trumpkin does see in later later chapters to, to not spoil anything, but he does start coming out of that, and that's kind of the whole point of these yeah. these chapters is to show the awakening of the old Narnia. Yep, dude, that was great. Thanks for the breakdown. Appreciate it. Those are really good insights. And um, for those of you who listened to the, our Friday episode two weeks ago with Pastor Hansen. That was his favorite quote. He always has a favorite quote every time. And that was his favorite quote. Oh, it's all eggs and moonshine to me. And then continuing on to the, uh, you've had my advice. Now it's time for orders. 
Um, mm. but I think you went really in depth with, with that Jake and applied it today. And that was, that was fantastic. So thank you. Um, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the reform dissenters literature Wednesday special episode. Join us on Friday. We're going to have quite a lively conversation. It's discussion topic Friday. So get ready for that. Otherwise, follow us on Gab and Getter. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X, Twitter, whatever they call it. Our, our Twitter page is actually growing, which is cool. Um, so follow us there. And uh, always check out our show website, which is trdshow.net. And we're looking very much forward to seeing you on Friday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.